Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, and Notes by Nicole. Looking for a new career? Check out the University of California at ce.uci.edu. Looking for some trip ideas or need some help getting the most of your vacation? Check out Notes by Nicole at N-O-T-E-S-B-Y-N-I-K-O-L dot com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Meet Us in Paris, the podcast that takes you on a magical journey through the world of travel. Someone cueing the Harry Potter music. Um, I'm your host, Sen, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my wonderful co-host, Tanya. Ciao, everyone. We are excited to be here sharing our passion for exploration and wanderlust with all of you. But today we have something super special in store for you listeners. And then... Yep. Today we have a delightful surprise. We're introducing a new co-host at large or someone who's going to be here all the time as much as she wants, who will be joining us on our future adventures. You may recognize her voice from a previous podcast of ours, Travel Tips from a Digital Nomad. Please give a warm welcome to the amazing Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. Nicole, that's you. (laughs) Thank you. That's me. Thank you so much for that introduction. You guys are so kind. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) We're excited to have you too. So let's dig in. You have been on our podcast in the past. um, And you got a little short intro. But um, now that you're here on a more permanent basis, um, why don't you tell us about yourself again? And you can elaborate now. (laughs) <laughs> Yay! I have more more space to to extend my wings. Happy yes. to do so. Oh, good, um, and that's a good travel. Very good. Did you plan? Yeah, that? <laughs> I did not. Okay, <laughs> that was on the spot. Um, so, who am I? Who am I? Uh, my name is Nicole Lima Duran. I was born in La Paz, Bolivia. Um, I lived there for fourteen years of my life. Uh, and no, that is not where my travel bug got started. I only oh. did minor vacations when I was a child. We would only go to, you know, um, uh, destinations in Bolivia or maybe nearby countries, but surprisingly not even close to, you know, touching Argentina or the big ones. We really stayed within, within the country. Um, I moved to the U.S. when I was 14. Um, and that's actually how I met Tanya. And that's when I met, when I met Nicole. I met, I, met, I met her mom and then she's the daughter. So I met her too. So wait, 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 before I, I do have a question. So since you've been here, have you gone back to Bolivia? Oh yeah. Yes. We go back Yeah, every, so a couple of years ago, it was maybe once um, every two years or every three years. Lately, we've been actually going back more often because our direct family is growing. We have new nephews and nieces that we want to Aww. see more often. So that's yeah. pulling us back home. Yeah. More, okay. More well, we'll do like a whole Bolivia episode then in the future. I would love that. Oh, yes. that's cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. Exploring. I know very little about it. I think you're the only folks I know from Bolivia, except for like, you know, some um, rock in Spanish, rock in Espanol, yeah. Boliviano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's and, usually how people know about us. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, and you when the, we brought you on because you're a digital nomad, you you work and you move around and you go to different places and you live there for a while. Mm-hmm. What's your? Do you have a current home base? Last time we were talking to you, you were in wow. Austin, I think. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you have good memory. I am <clears throat> currently full time now, oh. uh, based out of Austin. Yeah. So, so, so that's I, home I base. Left the, this is home base. I left my nomad life oh. um, and decided to settle down now. <laughs> Live but somewhere. It, it gives you, does it give you the liberty and freedom to do things? Because you just came back from India, I remember. I, yes. I, you know, I'm a month into what I like to call, you know, the life as we know it, uh, <laughs> traditional way of living. Um, and I still haven't shaken off my India trip, but just because I'm no longer a nomad does not by any means mean that I'm not going to be traveling. That is completely That's... opposite to me. But I you can put back in the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you know? How do you know? You well, no, because the thing is, like, when I used to travel all the time, I, I used to open up franchises and I could not keep milk in the refrigerator because by the time i would come back it would be spoiled so i always had to buy like milk in those little two like one cup cartons and stuff like that so all right well now i i now not today's not the day but i want to now know how what is this franchise thing you did for how many years and how that'll be another episode this isn't about me yeah i know i know (laughs) (laughs) that's a good tip though i'll keep that in mind because i hadn't even thought about spoiling milk uh, until you said that, the, the answer is Tetra Packs. <laughs> Do you know what Tetra Packs are? So they're like uh, yeah. shelf staple milk that you can, uh-huh. you can keep on the shelf in like the cabinet. So they <laughs> sell them in like pints. So I used to have my thing filled with these pints. So when I would get home, I just throw one in the fridge, and it was just enough before I had to leave again. I've oh. never heard of that, but it doesn't sound good. Um, yeah, it kind of has kind of an all like a like a oh, sesame okay. flavor because it's kind of been over pasteurized. And- all right, yeah, I know what Anyways. I know what that is. Okay, all right, I'll be quiet and let her talk. Sorry. Yeah, I should do. <laughs> <laughs> we I'll know each other. Then. <laughs> so, um, so I moved to the U.S. when I was fourteen. That's where I met Tanya. Um, and once I graduated high school, I, uh, was kind of looking or searching for my passion. Um, that was manifesting itself in many different ways. None of them remotely close to what hospitality and travel is, but, um, I went to community college for two years and one of my, my mentors suggested that I would take this introductory course to hospitality. And as cheesy as it's going to sound, the moment I sat down in that class and I opened the first page of the book, something spoke to me and I knew exactly there that that was what I wanted to do. That's Um, great. That's what school's for. Yeah. I know. (laughs) So uh, definitely uh, I'm grateful for that space that I had to kind of find my, my passion um, and ever since then, I've been embarked in, in really a career in hospitality and travel. Um, I ended up transferring to Cornell University and studying hospitality there. Um, awesome. And once I graduated, I was mostly like working in the hotel space, 
Um, so I worked operations for luxury hotel brands like the Ritz Carlton and the Four Seasons. Um, and then I transitioned really to difficult. more. Yeah, <laughs> we can do a whole episode on that. <laughs> that would be wow. fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, we I want to like, know. <laughs> All the yeah. things you guys want to know, or uh, maybe you don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, after that, I transitioned to more corporate uh, roles. I was working at Travel Zoo for three and a half years. Um, that's really where I started to focus more on holistic travel. So not just hotels. I was working with cruise lines and vacation packages and writing these pages that um, described, you know, the packages that we were putting together for our members. Um, and we would get an allowance every year to take a trip. Um, so that's where really my travel bug was on its prime. Um, that sounds I really would, hard too. <laughs> it's, it's a horrible life if you ask me. That's <laughs> awesome. Say, where to go this year? My goodness. <laughs> um so yeah that's that's where um it kind of started and on the side i had been because actually going back to the hotel life and the operations life one of the things that i really enjoyed doing was um although i was not a concierge i loved connecting with with customers and and um our, our clients on what to do in miami um, what were the best places to go to, best restaurants. And I started to collect all this information in yeah. really a notepad in my phone. And this is where it's going to click, I hope, why my brand is called Notes by Nicole. Um, but I was, the, I was always the person who would take notes in class and, and share them <laughs> with whoever wasn't there uh, oh. in class. Uh, but I kept doing that with my, my notes about travel. And it got to a point where I think it was in a span of a couple of months, um, I noticed a lot of people asking for the same thing. And I said, well, this seems to be, you know, something that maybe I could formalize, not just send, you know, an, an, a nice old iPhone notes um, with my recommendations. And that's where I also started my blog. Um, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So that went hand in hand with what I was learning at Travel Zoo and, learning about destinations and things like that. Um, and that's, uh, that was five years ago, five, five, yeah, five plus years ago where I started the blog. Um, I'm going to stop there because I feel like I just talked a lot. Do you guys have any <laughs> notes or comments? I can keep going. There's I'll be honest with you. Now. I've been trying to shut up because otherwise <laughs> everyone <laughs> knows really, that. It's really hard not to talk. We, I wanted to give you your space too because we compete. Okay. I think, I think, um, yeah. Um, Zen kind of is the one who talks probably a little more and that's not a bad thing but i'm up there too <laughs> i actually have a question so yeah, you know sure. the thing is you're, you've been talking about a little bit about your website and you've been blogging what so mm -hmm. tell 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 me um oh tell actually i've i've seen your website but like tell people <laughs> who are listening what could they find on your website yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there are a couple of things that you can find on my site, which is notesbynicole.com. Nicole is spelled N-I-K-O-L. Um, I started as a blog. So mostly you're going to find um, 
long format writing with absolutely everything that I would tell my best friend that they cannot miss about a destination. Okay. Um, and I think one of my, my pride, my, my more, the, one of the, the guys that I'm mostly proud of is the Miami one only because I've, I've really lived so much there that I consider myself a, a super expert in, in Miami. Ooh, um, okay. So you can find that. You can also find um, downloadable maps, uh, oh. which is another fun little bit. I don't know that we've really talked about, but um, oh. I've been, aside from, because I know people like to ingest content in different ways, uh, the quickest way to share my insights is through these guides that I've been collecting in my, in my Apple Maps. You can do the same in Google Maps. Um, and I can share that through a text message or you can download it from my, uh, my website. Um, and that will give you essentially pins that are already placed on your map. Oh, so I instead of that. opening a whole blog and kind of figuring out where the information is, you already have it downloaded on your phone and you can open it when, wherever you are. Say you're in Miami, you don't know where to go, you don't want to text me, you don't have my phone number, you download it from my website. Um, and you open the map and all the places I would recommend are going to be pinned around you. Um, so that's the second part. And then the third item that, um, is most new, which I launched this year, um, is travel advising services. Um, so I am a travel advisor. Um, I'm partnering with, uh, an agency called Fora Travel. Um, and what this means is that you can use me to get access to all the VIP perks that you probably wouldn't get through, um, booking directly on a website, um, for a hotel or for a cruise. What kind um, of perks really are you talking about? Yeah, well, I'm yeah. very interested. We just can't get, go on. Tell us like if, if Zen and I separately would want something. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um. To talk about a little bit of like what what is travel advising and how you could work with me. Um, there's two ways um, with some nuances, but largely two ways. Um, one way is you already know where you're going to go. You know exactly what destination, what activities, um, but you don't want to book your own hotel. You want to get access to early check-in, late check-out breakfast included at the same price that you would pay if you would be uh, making the booking directly through the hotel website or through what we call an online travel agency, an OTA, like mm -hmm. Expedia. Um, so in that instance, you would come to me and say, I only need hotel bookings. Great. I would um, ask you a little bit more information to understand how do you like to travel? What kind of experience are you looking for? What activities are you going to be doing? And find, essentially play matchmaker between yeah. you and the hotels that I have access and partnerships to. Um, and then I would make the booking for you and essentially hand you on a silver platter to the hotel. And the this is a win-win-win because you're paying the same amount. You're getting more perks I'm getting permission and the hotel is getting a valued customer that is likely to come back and build loyalty. Um, so that's one way. 
Then there's the other way, which is a lot more involved in maybe what people might think about when they think of like a travel agent or a travel advisor, which is let's do all of it. I'm going to book the whole thing. You want to go on a family trip and you don't want to organize it. You want someone else to do it. Um, I do everything except book your airplane and your airfare because that's just another beast and probably a separate podcast. Um, But I would essentially put together an itinerary for you, work with you on all the needs that everyone has, book the hotels, book um, transportation at the destination from point A to point B, provide you with my recommendations for activities. I'm happy to book those as well. And as a plus, you would also get access to my downloadable maps. As an FYI, not all of my maps are on my website. So some of them are totally exclusive. (laughs) Um, But I would create one for that destination. So you're equipped to kind of just show up and have fun in in your trip. And not have to think everything's already there. Exactly. Mm, that sounds very nice. <clears throat> I want to actually keep. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because <laughs> I, I, when I create my own trips, I actually use Google Maps and I put pins down everywhere too. <laughs> there you go. So it's so it's, useful. It really is, and then you can. Da- I always download them, and because the thing is, when I'm in a foreign country, I never quite know how good my internet service is going to be on my yep. phone. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, because you know, I'm always buying some random sim card at the airport or you know on ebay <laughs> and then the service you get is kind of spotty no matter what you do so yes no i think that um i've i've explained this a couple times on my on my instagram but every time i show someone the the guides on google maps or on imaps they're like i wish i would have known that before that's so cool why why does i'm gonna be bad know, and ask every age says that most every age <laughs> yes okay every age yeah I, I, i'm always really like okay is it us at this age or no. everybody okay <laughs> got it <laughs> yeah so that that's what you can find on my site right okay. now mm-hmm. so what are I, the um of all yeah, the perks oh, i keep yeah. wanting the perks please what are yeah, the what's perks? A perk? <laughs> we're, the we're, perks? we're still stuck on that you're still stuck on that. That's fair. Uh-huh. So because I'm I'm partnered um, with Fora Travel, Fora has created partnerships with um, companies like Virtuoso. Virtuoso is as well uh, a company that extends um, additional perks, like VIP perks, to hotels that are within their um their system essentially. So like you have buy. to be a partner with uh-huh. like someone who is not a travel agent or a travel advisor wouldn't have access to that. Right. Necessarily. So you would need to work with, for example, Amex travel might have it, but then you need to have the Amex account. Um, right. and there's kind of like that barrier of entry. Yeah. So like if I, I got a hotel room and then maybe I could have access to the concierge floor and go get snacks and goodies and things like that. That's right. So for example, if you're like, I want to go to Paris um, for my anniversary, I want to find a really good hotel that, you know, is going to have just 
extra VIP things that I can do. Mm -hmm. Um, so the basic ones that I always will root for and, and ask and work with a hotel to get is early check-in. And this is based on availability, but what I'm doing is putting you up front in the queue, right? Yeah. So just a little insight about how kind of the behind the scenes works, because I've, I've worked in a front desk and in reservations before, um, every night before, um, the next shift, actually every morning before the shift begins at, especially in luxury hotel brands, the team gets together, especially, you know, the Ritz Carlton and Four Seasons are very well known for this because the whole thing is we want to anticipate your needs, but we also want to surprise and delight you by things that you might not even know you wanted. So <laughs> the only way of doing that is becoming a complete stalker and knowing everything about you. <laughs> so ah, that's good to know. If you are booking directly on the website of the Ritz Carlton in Paris, you may or may not be inclined to provide that information up front. There might be some more legwork that the hotel is doing to find out, you know, I don't know, Tanya loves chocolate. So what if mm-hmm. we you know, when she arrives, we have a box of chocolates in her ho- in her hotel room. Um, so Tanya likes Maluma, and he can be there waiting and singing a song. <laughs> it's not, yeah, not quite like a genie in the box, but okay. or in a bottle, but <laughs> sort of more like matchmaking. <laughs> All right. Um, so they'll review, right? Like, okay, Tanya is coming in tonight. Um, what does she like? What kind of pillows does she like? What kind? What kind of um, uh, turndown service does she require? Are there any accessibility issues uh, okay. that we need to be aware of? All of those. T- so so you're tailoring the experience to every person. Okay. So like that. that would be the information that I would provide to a hotel. So I'm going to ask you all those questions up front and do the legwork for you. I'm going to make the reservation for you. And I'm going to say, Tanya likes this, 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 and this. She's going to arrive. She wants chocolates. Um, can, how can we make this work? But you're going to be paying the same amounts that you would have paid if you would have made the reservation by yourself or directly through an OTA. Okay. Tanya, I just want to make sure that, you know, if you Mm -hmm. check in tonight, it's 5,800 euros. (laughs) So just want to make sure that, you know, so. Well, then I could probably go to the concert and it'll be cheaper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if, if any perks on Nicole's side will help, but I think I'll just stay. Okay. I, I think I'll Listen. bring my tent. Yeah. <laughs> what, kind of perks can, what kind of perks can you get for my tent? For your tent. <laughs> I really, really like this. I did not know that that happened. I have to mm-hmm. think about this now. It's, it's yeah. like a little special pampering or something. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I'll always ask for, you know, prioritization in that, in that conversation that the team is having every day. If I've provided information, they're going to print out their their reservation information and see if there's nothing that they can work on, like nothing at all, you're at the bottom of the list for priorities for an early check-in or a late checkout. So but if you if- have that information up front, then they could be like, oh, wait, actually, they're you know celebrating something big. This is an opportunity for us to create a relationship with them. What can we do? Okay. So- is a reservation done through you or is the reservation done by the consumer? And then this no. is an add on service that you throw in. 
the latter. So I would still, I mean, I, I request a, a credit card and I will use the same portal essentially that you're using if you were booking ahead of, um, directly. But yeah. then I have the contacts and the partnerships with, and also I'm, because I'm part of Fora, I'm part of a community of travel advisors. So even then, um, there may be actually someone who used to work at the Ritz Carlton in Paris and knows the sales, uh, the, the head of sales at that hotel so, that I can directly email to. Yeah. Okay. So in other words, you know a guy. You know I know a guy. A guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know a guy. Okay. <laughs> Luckily for us, Tanya, we know, we know Nicole. <laughs> Uh huh. So <laughs> now I think you've just reduced Nicole's job to that sentence. <laughs> yeah, I know a guy. <laughs> what do you do? Well, <laughs> I could keep going on and on. That's awesome. Know that I would be kind of putting you. That's what I mean. Putting you on a silver plate at the top of the priority list, asking for those early check-ins, late checkouts, and any additional perks that they can provide um, to make your your stay special. That's amazing. I mean, the thing is, it's I've never even knew that was yeah, a service that was available, and that is so very specific and so cool. Just for this, we, we like it was worth having you here. Not that it yeah, is, you know what you. I mean? Because now, so good job, well, no, Zen. Only because we know a guy, because she knows, a guy. <laughs> or we know a gal. So that's gonna be your thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So you traveled a lot. You've been to okay, okay. Um, Okay, what what would be fun? Um, what's the his brain is going a million miles an hour. Oh, I know. I'm trying to. I mean, what? what it's like, like now we so have many a bazillion things questions. Threw at you. Tell us a uh, <laughs> tell us some kind of travel secret that most people don't know. Can you think? I mean, you you can come back to that. You can come back to that. Or what's your favorite? Pl- just come back to that one. Think about it. But yeah. in the meantime, what's your uh, what of all the places that you've been? If you could go back tomorrow, where where would that be? Uh, that one is a hard one because I feel like one my my answer is probably going to vary if you ask me today and if you ask okay, me tomorrow. Yeah. Well, right now this very second today. This yeah, this afternoon. Second, this where afternoon. would I want to be? Is what you're asking me? Not yeah. in front of a computer. Um, right. but where exactly? <laughs> Oh man, probably either hmm Costa Rica is coming up for me. I went on a, a really fun group trip with my friends a while back, maybe six years ago. It was ten of us. Oh. And we just drove from Arenal to Tamarindo and it was honestly one of the best trips I've had only because we were staying at really cool Airbnbs and we had so many activities every day. We were um, zip lining through the jungle and seeing monkeys like eat the delicious mango. That's, that's it. I would be eating mango. <laughs> awesome. In, like in Costa Rica. Okay. Specifically. That's very that's, specific. Good job. That's awesome. <laughs> How about you guys? Where would you want to be? <laughs> yeah, you you go Zen. I'm trying to think of where in case it happens for real. Do you know it's it's funny because I you know, the places that I've been for I always want to make it back to Japan one more time. Mm. 
um because i've i've been there a couple of times and i've only explored tokyo and i always said you know my my family's taiwanese um but the i guess what it is about japan is that what's interesting to me about japan is that you're kind of like a society that um was because they're an island um kind of developed themselves in a silo do you know what I mean mm, less yeah. influences? I mean, they they've obviously have influences from around the world, but they they've in they, they're in their own unique silo. They're not Chinese, and they're not you know they're not Korean. They have their own unique culture, and every time I go there, I learn something new and see something about the society, and it's just really really. Every time I go there, and I learn something new, and I'm just I'm at awe and. And also, like, as I, I was, I'm a recovering designer, so I was <laughs> classically trained as an industrial designer. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, and Japanese design, it has some um, very different thinking than Western design. And mm. it's really neat to see how they implement things. And quite often, I think um, some of the things that they, the way they design things is superior to some of the Western thinking as well. So every time I go there, it's so interesting because I see something I didn't see the last time. I learned something I didn't learn. And then it also, uh, it also challenges me to, to, as the way I was brought up being born in the United States, is that the best way to do things as far as design that it is? So that's why I like Japan in particular. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> okay I would like up, <laughs> to go back to, um, so I was born in Barranquilla, mm -hmm. which is the coast um, near Cartagena and Santa Marta. And so for those, I think it was Sofia Vergara and Shakira who were born in, in Barranquilla. <laughs> and um, who's the other one? There's another, oh, it'll come to me. The lady from... Project Runway. What's the name? Mm. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway. Not my show. Uh, I know. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I watch her because of her. Um, it's not she, Quinn, right? No, it's not. Okay. No, she's, she's European. Oh, it'll come to me. Anyway, um, be, I was born there and then I never went back. Like I was born there. Oh. My family lived there and then we left. And we lived in different other places and I've traveled everywhere, but I've not gone back. So I am really at this age want to go back and see where the heck was I born <laughs> kind of a thing <laughs> and so that's something I'd like to go back because I obviously don't remember anything and just see um what it's all about and it's another it's a coast and my my cousin is building a house in um Santa Marta right next to it so I need her to finish it so I could go and, <laughs> and go visit and then I've never been to Cartagena so but um so that's kind of where I want to go explore my past that's awesome. A fam trip. Yes, that's a good one. I wish I could write it off. A fam <laughs> trip sounds like something one should be able to write off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to, yeah, what, what, what's then? I don't know. We'll try to find a guy to get. <laughs> Maybe you know a guy. Yeah. Maybe we know a guy. <laughs> we can help guy. make that work. Yeah. He seems to know a lot of people. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Well, I don't know. I wanted to ask if there was anything, um, you know, a memory you wanted to share with us, um, anything that 
just like you're dying to tell us that we haven't talked about and we didn't ask you the last time? Yeah. Well, actually, I think there's something I had shared with you that I was really excited about um, in my in my trip to India, mm-hmm. um, which was meeting an elephant. I don't know if, if that rings oh, a bell. Yes, yes you mentioned I it. I was like, that's okay. awesome. Yeah. So for for those who didn't listen to that to that podcast, I one of the things I really wanted to do, or that is a vision of mine, something that is my bucket list, is to meet an elephant. And in my vision, it, it happens one way, um, where I'm in a safari or in some sort of natural environment, and um, these elephants approach me, and I get to meet the matriarch, and it's kind of like a spiritual thing. As you can probably hear for, by my the tone of my voice, it did not go as planned. That is not how I met my elephant. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a good setup too. Yeah. <laughs> I wish keep it going. was magical as it, as it, I hoped it it would be. But no okay, so I I, <laughs> I went to India, and I will say um, I was a little bit worried that the the elephant ride that we had booked was going to be more on the touristy side um, than like a, a going to a reservation where okay. elephants are, are kept, right? Um, so we arrived to Jaipur in the north of India. And there was part of the experience of visiting the, um, the castle that's in Jaipur was to ride an elephant on the way up to the castle or to this fort around the, around the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we arrived, we were warned by our guide that as soon as we came out of the, the, the uh, car, that we were going to be kind of like harassed by all of these vendors who wanted to sell us all the knickknacks that, yeah. you know, they yeah. tried to sell you. So just to be aware of that, but we needed to walk through that and then get to the elephants so we can go on the ride. And yes, we got there and we were harassed. <laughs> and by the time we made it to the other side, I saw the elephants and it just, it didn't give me the, you know, dreamy <laughs> moment <laughs> that I was looking for. And I felt a little bit sad for them. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I felt very conflicted. It takes a lot for me to be conflicted. So I ended up not doing it. We we oh. drove up. We drove up to the top of the castle, and um, and they had this um, patio called the Elephant uh, Quarter, and that's where the elephants would drop you off. So I actually saw them, but you didn't. Like- I didn't touch them. I didn't. I didn't get close to them. They also didn't let us t- like um, pet them. Um, but I did have at that at the top of of that. Um, of that experience, I did have a, a, a kind of realization that I feel like many people have when you go outside of your comfort zone. Um, and I'm sure we can talk more about India later on. But overall, I felt like I was in a like in a completely different world. I uh-huh. in, in the mo- in the most magical <clears throat> way possible. Um, and I literally felt like I was in the jungle book. Like it, it felt so completely <laughs> opposite to where oh, cool. I live. And that combined with me seeing these elephants walking around in this like 
it just felt like Arabian Nights. It was, and there was music playing and I started crying. I was oh! like, I cannot, what is my life? How did I get here? <laughs> so That's very cool. That was my, it's very again, genuine and authentic experience. Story. Thank you. <laughs> I have a picture. I'm happy to share. <laughs> My friend. Are you crying in the picture? I am crying in the picture. Okay. She was That's like, the one I want to see. She wanted to, to make me laugh. So she was like, I'm going to take a picture of you. Like, no. <laughs> so I have two of them. Memorable. In, 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 for, the history, in for history. <laughs> That's really good. That's a good story. Do you have a cathartic yeah. moment like that, Tanya? No, I knew you were going to ask me. I had to ask. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'd have to think about it and come back. Oh, I usually don't. I just, I don't know. I don't remember things like that. That's very, I don't know if I'm that mushy. I, I am. <laughs> I'm mushy, but I don't dare tell anybody I am. So I'd have to oh. really think about it. I'm in therapy. It's okay. <laughs> Trying to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord anyway so no sorry what about you mr mushy <laughs> oh are you? um you have you a kid so you probably are do you know what i travel as we all know you don't do a podcast about travel unless you traveled but i think it's <laughs> came later in life um i was with my parents and you know i had you know, this is probably in my mid twenties. I went to, with my parents to Hong Kong, <clears throat> and um, before I had, you know, been to Europe and in Asia and whatever. But Hong Kong was the one that kind of did it for me because oh. I mm. went there, and um, the thing about Hong Kong was, I went there and I went, wow. I mean, actually, I felt like a fish out of water. And really, really mm. felt like a fish out of water. And, and it's not like it's, but it's just like, wow, look, I'm here in Hong Kong. Um, everyone speaks English. Um, there's cars. But I don't recognize any car on the street because yeah. they're using crowns. And, you know, and not only do I not recognize any cars or I don't recognize a lot of cars all the cars are on the wrong side of the street. <laughs> yeah. And then also the, um, the, the, how would I say it? It's like, it's like I was out of scale because all the buildings are scaled differently than the United States. Like the ceilings were either like too high or too low in my opinion. Mm. So there was just kind of this very, um, I, I, I always said it was like, it was like going into a dream where, you know, like you're in a dream and you're like, this is nor I mean, you're going through the dream, but you're going, something's not quite right. And that was the whole time I was in Hong Kong. It's just like, you know, everyone's Asian, yeah. but they're speaking English. And it was mm. just like such a, it was kind of surreal to me. And I was like, this is amazing. But like you go to places like other places, it's just like, it's so different. It, it was so different that it was just like, okay, this is somewhere different. But Hong Kong was that kind of that, uncanny valley it was that mm -hmm. uncanny valley of different you know and it's the same but yet the different and i was like this is amazing yeah. if this is out there what else is out there you know <laughs> okay that sounds like like almost like um a niche in tourism 
because I'm trying to think of, of have I had that? And I'm going to have to really think hard. It's almost like you were placed in a, like you said, in a, in a, in the jungle book and you were like, yeah. things are backwards. I don't know where things. So it's kind of like you're, you're imposed in a completely upside down world um, as yeah. it traveled. So I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this. It just, it's the subtleties that make you realize how you can change your perspective so mm -hmm. quickly, literally like the size of, of the ceiling being different constantly. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, completely. it was just weird. It's just like the, I feel like most of the places the roof was uh, like half a foot too low. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or then like, and also like passageway, certain passageways through like a mall was a little bit too narrow and, and being a designer, it's just uh, yeah. it really maybe out Bug of sorts you. their choice mm -hmm. their color palette that was being used is slightly different than a western color palette so it was just it was wonderful i did you know i i didn't know what to make of it so very good all right that was a good answer to all of you but i have to think <laughs> about it i have issues obviously <laughs> we'll come back to it <laughs> um, okay i remember well i did remember i looked up the name nina garcia is the lady who um who does Project Runway? I know you're dying to know this, and she, um, she's the editor in chief of Elle magazine. There, mm. she's kind of oh. a, like if you look her up, you might have seen her. Anyway, that's I just had to say. All right. Well, I think um, we stole a lot of Nicole's time. Mm -hmm. We're super <laughs> good. This has been great, and if this is what we're going to be doing every week, I cannot wait. <laughs> well, <laughs> um. Well, then I think, you know, this was amazing. It sounds like um, your travel memories uh, were super fun to share with our listeners. And and then I guess that's it. What about you, Zen? Are we all good to go? Yeah, we'll just, we'll grill her in future episodes. Okay. <laughs> we'll do the cathartic hey. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excited to do it. <laughs> and then I guess... Um, that's it. Oh, or do you want to say something else here on your script, Zen? <laughs> no, no, no. I no? think we're okay. good. All right, then. Um, well, thanks for tuning in to Meet Nicole, to the Meet Nicole podcast. We hope that you guys had a, as much fun as we did. Um, what did you think? Contact us on our social media channels where you can find some photos. Maybe we can put the photo of the of the You're elephant crying. and the crying and of the adventures <laughs> from around the world and interesting articles and more. And Nicole, you're next. <laughs> what am I supposed to say here, Tanya? Uh, okay. <laughs> Why saying goodbye? The, there's a, there's a, the also, a script. also, uh -huh. if, also, ah, if you're also, newer to our podcast, newer to our podcast, there you, you go. Listen to our older podcast where we talk about Argentina. Right, yes, very good yay her first podcast we're, we're gonna have to train her okay we're gonna have to train her we'll come back to this meet us, in paris. Okay. <laughs> meet us in paris is the university of california irvine division of continuing education production in partnership with notes by nicole check them out at ce.uci.edu and notes by nicole spelled n-o-t-e-s B-Y-N-I-K-O-L dot com. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. 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 Bye.